0: Welcome to the Invisible India podcast. I'm Jessica. And I'm Abhishek. We are a cross-cultural couple doing life in India, exploring the lesser-known mysteries of Indian culture, interviewing fascinating figures who have chartered new territories, and sharing life as we raise our multicultural family amongst the complexities of modern Indian life. I wanted to share a little bit about what it means to me having a white identity living in India or being um, immersed in Indian communities. So my story goes back till about 2006 when I started to engage with Indian communities. Um, I went in 2006 to work for a small IT company, and this was not in a large city. This was in a smaller city where most of the the visitors and foreigners there were there for religious tourism. So there weren't a lot of people there with professional identity or people who were really wanting to engage in relationships with local people and friendships and just kind of make their life there. There were a lot of people that wanted to learn and explore. And I think a lot of people did have a respectful learning posture but um, local people didn't really take it that way. And local people generally didn't have a lot of respect for who they would call just like the hippies or the like, gundelog you know, like dirty hippie people. Um, that was the perception of most foreigners in India. So which is sad, not always necessarily true, but it is what it is. From 2006, I've basically found myself interacting with Indian people of many different creeds and social statuses, and I've been really thankful to be able to observe the many different kinds of India that exist, um, what that means as an identity, and the various different communities how they interact with one another. So, certainly not an expert. I think anyone that claims to be an expert on India is fooling themselves. But my observations come from really being an outsider that's kind of been graciously adopted as someone that, not an insider, but somebody that is a non threatening alongsider, I suppose. So, I got married with my husband in 2010, who is from India. And from the state of Bihar, which is kind of like a, unfortunately, has been kind of a curse word in India. You know, you're from Bihar, which is really, really sad because it's not at all as bad as what people think. I think that Bihari people are some of the most gracious and humble people that I've interacted with and get a bad rap for sure. I mean, certainly there are things that some of the stereotypes are true um, about Biharis, but many of them are not. So I, I just want to say that out front. So anyhow, I got married with my husband Abhishek in 2010 and had, had been living in India for a couple of years. At that point, we lived in the U S for six years as a married couple, had our first child there and then moved to India, back to India in 2016, where we've been living ever since. People perceive me to be kind of an outsider of like, oh, who's that, you know, just from the way that I look, I don't look Indian at all. I, um, you know, people from what look at me might think, oh, she's an observer. Or once they get to talk to me, they realize that, oh, my gosh, I actually have a lot in common with you. And so that's that's one thing that I really enjoy is having shared the last 12 years Really being immersed in Indian culture, I do feel that a lot of these Indian cultural elements, things, history, things that have happened, um, I can relate to in many ways. So that's something that I appreciate. However, one thing that I can't take on myself is the identity of actually being Indian or the history, the ethnic history of what that actually means to be Indian. And so I think that's something that we have to be extremely careful about as people who are observing a culture or even, even cross-culturally married within a culture that you're the minority in is as a white person, not appropriating that culture quickly because you want to master it or be appeared as being so adjusted within it. And I think that it has to be done really slowly and really mindfully and carefully. And really, I would say you should be invited into this and I wouldn't jump into something without being invited into it. Indian people in general are very invitational. They will invite you into a lot of their lives. And, and sometimes it's appropriate to decline when you feel that you're crossing a line. And I think it's important to build those instincts. So, Being a white person, there are a lot of undertones that you carry just from being white. For myself, I never really realized that being a white person, I had a power, perceived power and status from the colonial history of the British in India or the social power of just Hollywood. Um, and how everything's from the West is like seen to be so amazing and so great. And, and just me being from that culture, people ascribe those values to me of being wealthy or having some kind of status or power, which I might not feel like I have, but I do in, in, in comparison to many of the people here. So realizing that presented me with kind of an internal dilemma of, oh my goodness, I don't want to be this. Powerful, beautiful, classy person that's not really me, but that's how people see me and it's kind of a strange thing to go through and one of the ways that I've learned to cope with that I'm in my thirties now i'll uh, you know ask me again in a few years once I'm out of this this uh, life phase and I'm sure it'll change but one of the ways to cope with this as a as a as a young mom right now is just Learning to defer to other people and learning to ask them questions and learning to not deny the fact that people think that you're beautiful or wealthy or powerful or whatever it may be, but just realizing that people may think that about you and having an attitude of humility and kindness towards people in your life rather than trying to disprove that or trying to maximize that too much I I think probably I don't know many who maximize that but most people try to disprove that oh I have money or I have power by and I think that's why like hippies exist right is that people don't want to show they have power or have a high social class or anything of that sort they just want to be like one with the earth and you know living off of the land and I appreciate I can appreciate that I can appreciate that as a reaction but I think we have to acknowledge that that's not a real reality. Of I think Indian people can see through that. They know that you're trying to escape from something. This isn't really who you are entirely. You're never going to be a poor Indian person just by dressing like one or by eating dal chawal every day. That's not what it's about. I find it unsettling sometimes when somebody says, "Oh, you're so Indian," you know, well, because of the fact of the matter is that I'm not. As much as I can adapt to culture, as much as I can be, you know, fluent in Indian languages, the fact of the matter is I'm not Indian. So understanding the history and the and everything that comes behind that is is crucial to knowing that actually I'm not a par- I haven't participated in the struggles of these people, but yet I still reap the benefits. You know, just being comfortable in your skin as a foreigner and Indian can be really difficult because you do get so much attention from that from others. Because you're different in Indian culture, values difference, but to a point. So being different automatically means that you want attention. And that's why these pageants and these, you know, child talent shows and everything exists because everyone wants to be different. Everyone wants to be admired. But just because of who you are, I don't think that deserves any admiration I think in the West, we realize that it's an achievement. It's achievement that actually makes you admirable, not just having white skin. So I think that is really challenging to work through. Getting to that place of diverting the attention from yourself can be a good tactic to kind of settle into your own skin and and find friends that want to appreciate you for who you are and not just because you're like their trophy white friend or if you're not white like just your trophy foreign friend uh it can be really helpful to kind of navigate these differences i think one per- a person can appreciate all things indian while still maintaining your own identity you don't have to take on every single thing indian in order to appreciate the culture and appreciate the people and i think just realizing that you're raised with values and Things that were different that make you different, but you can still appreciate and engage with culture. So I think it's important to have reverence for India and never like flippantly claim that, oh, I'm, you know, I'm becoming Indian when when you really haven't shared in the struggles of what that really means. So those are my thoughts on being white in India. Glad to share a lot more. Please leave comments for me. Write to me and let me know what you think about this topic. It's a heavy topic. It's a very loaded topic. Happy to engage more on this in the future. I think another thing that be, would be interesting to talk about is, is the difference between male and female, how maybe foreign men are treated differently than foreign women, or the perceptions of what it means to be a foreign guy or foreign girl. I think there are some really heavy and like super... Uh, nuanced stereotypes that are attached to being white and living in India, and we can explore those on a separate episode. But for now, that was my initial thought. Thanks for listening.